What's up? Hey, everyone. How are you? I'm doing well. And I'm pretty sure our people are doing well, too. I think so. I hope so. Well, I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of You I Do, the podcast that is going to get your budget in shape. had a wonderful recording friends hubus we did we talked all about budget and you know budget is priority and you know mm-hmm. that's like one of the first things that you have to talk about with your fiance regarding and your wedding. vendors yeah that too that's if you have some vendors in mind and usually people do True. so um so yeah so this was the a great topic, a very important topic. Mm -hmm. And one, I think that you will learn a lot. This is not like our other budget recordings. Right. So take some notes. Yes. This is really things for you to consider as you are putting together your budget. And even if you have a planner or coordinator that is helping you with your budget, like these are just more fundamentals because This is important. And we have a very experienced and knowledgeable guest that is really helping you. And some of the stuff she may say may be a little controversial, but really process what she's trying to tell you. And let's just say that she is an expert, not only in weddings, but then also in the finance department. So she's giving y'all some gems. We hope you like it. Well, we have a very special guest with us this week. Guess, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Brittany. I am the founder of The Venlist, and I'm super happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Yes. <laughs> so tell us where you're located. Yes. Well, The Venlist is actually nationwide, but we are yes. based in Alexandria, Virginia. We are actually a virtual wedding planning company, so... We plan what you don't want to plan. And there is a lot we don't want to plan. <laughs> yes. Um, Come from the two of us. We, there's a little PTSD sometimes, I think. <laughs> it really is. I love it. <laughs> We're like less than a month out from Tania's wedding. and What? Congrats. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. Are you excited? No, meaning it just happened. Yeah, it yeah. It just happened. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Well, congratulations <laughs> oh, thank on you, the nuptials. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Oh, my thank goodness. You. Yes. So I've been, yeah, almost a month at being somebody's wife. So, yeah. you know, Ooh. I know. It is an adjustment. Yes. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going to check back in with y'all. Like, I'm going to check back in with you, especially to me, like three years later. Tell me how it is. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll oh, be yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure once it'll be good. Get, I feel like once you get past the three and the five year hump, mm-hmm. you're sailing. You're sailing. Okay. 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 So I got one more year. Well, a year and a half to get to three. Yeah. I'll be at two in October. I know. Yes. Wow. Isn't that wild to think? Yeah. I love it. I love it. But I yeah. was just thinking today, I'm like, dang, I realize why like a lot of wives have to hide things, you know, <laughs> like hide new purchases and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we went to the grocery store for the first time, you know, because we moved and like, like the things that I like to buy, I'm guessing you would call me a little bougie. You know, there's certain <laughs> items that, you know, you'll spend a little bit more mm-hmm. money for. Well, here goes my husband. Five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> hide them, hide them, and beg for forgiveness later. Okay. Lord, I'm like, I need to leave you at home, and he's like, No, but I actually like going grocery shopping. No, you oh, stay at home. Yeah, it's hilarious. You know, yes, you can come, but I'm gonna have to just go back to the store so I don't hear nothing because I'm not about to go down aisle ten and like you're still talking about aisle two. Mm -mm. (laughs) You were on the right path, my friend. Yes, you were on the right path. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway, so that's how marriage lasts. The first month of marriage lasts. Yes, I leave my husband at home. I wake up at like six thirty a.m. in the morning and go grocery shopping and. He doesn't oh. see a thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. oh yeah. oh that's a gem right there. <laughs> that is a gem. <laughs> that's sneaking yeah, out the bed. <laughs> yes, he's sleep late. He can't wake up. I'm like, that I, is funny. I had to get it done. I had to get it done. But I'm thinking, Tania, you sleep in and he's up oh. before you. So how's that <laughs> I don't know, but I already told him we need to get basic items. Okay, come on. But if I'm going for like my things that are empty, because I love me some kombucha, and he's like three dollars for one bottle. Uh uh-uh. uh, you gotta get uh-uh. the big bottle of kombucha. Yeah, but sometimes it goes flat, flat. so that's why you know, like yeah. I like the individual bottles. I'm gonna have to, you know, like buy it in bulk or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, Anywho- <laughs> <laughs> that's how my month is going. <laughs> Everything else is good though. Good. <laughs> yes, but congrats. Congrats to Married Life. That's awesome. Thank Love you. it. Yeah. So Brittany, how yes. did you get into this space we are going to be talking about tonight? Oh my goodness. Excellent question. So let me let me backtrack a little bit. So mm-hmm. I've been in the wedding industry for a little over 14 years. I got my start right after undergrad. I was working for Marriott International and I got a lot of great experience there. I was an event operations manager there, but I will say there was a lot of good. There was a lot of bad and there was a lot of ugly. The ugly made me completely shift to a whole nother job path. Okay. And I ended up, (laughs) I ended up um, interviewing for a finance job for the federal government And I have been working in finance for the government ever since. So to this day, I actually am a deputy financial project manager, uh, which is pretty cool because, you know, it kind of segues a little bit into uh, the wedding industry, project management, finance, weddings. It's a beautiful situation. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a little bit about me and how I got my start and, you know, my financial background and how I got how I got here. I love it. I love it when we have guests that can figure out like, like what they do in real life and not to say this is fake life, but like what their day to day job translates really well into how they, you know, the service they provide to the wedding industry, because there is a lot. (laughs) There is a lot. So much. Okay. Well, one last question. Tell us a little about about your husband. Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so my husband, he's actually an attorney, but uh, I met him, believe it or not, on Tinder. 
and that's all I got to say. That's all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I met him on, I met him on Tinder, you know, and you know, it's hysterical because I was in a jaded phase in my life. So hmm. I remember I, we were supposed to meet up on our first date and he was like, oh, can we switch it to the next day? Because my car got towed. You know, I had been ghosted in the past, all kinds of stuff. I was like, you know what, buddy? Have a great life. And that's where I left. He's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, he ended up showing up. He was about 20 minutes late, but he got there. Okay. And that, that's, that was history. Yeah. That's how we met. We, we went to a bar in Old Town Alexandria and met on Tinder. That was it. <laughs> I'm a Tinder cool. wife as well. So I, I love it. We I'm, need to be on one here. of their commercials. Hello? Because <laughs> we're out here. Now, I don't know how much hope there is for these girls now. Mm. We better do. <laughs> but back in the day, back in 2016. <laughs> that was it. There was a window. There was a window of time. I feel like I know of a few like tender wives from like three plus years ago. But I agree. I agree. I think I think it's time to I think we need to be on a commercial. Yes, I agree. Well, now we are going to dive into the wonderful world of this or that everyone's favorite game. This week's this or that is sponsored by Brooklinen, the home of the internet's favorite cheese. Mm-hmm. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code HUIDO to get $20 off your purchase of $100 or more, plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code H-U-E-I-D-O for $20 off, plus free shipping. You're welcome. And I'm going to be honest, this one is, you know... <laughs> <laughs> let's we'll do it let's do it let's do it Ashley we got this <laughs> so Tania's already sh- shaking her like, head Brittany got this I don't know about me <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do for those that are new listeners you already know is this or that is about you pick between one option or the other and you explain why so for this week we are going to start with you, Brittany, and then Tania, and then we'll start over. So fun four rounds. Nothing too right. hard-ish. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. So to start, would you prefer to have a $25,000 budget or a $50,000 budget? <laughs> well, who wouldn't want a $50,000 budget? I mean, you know... If you have the money, mm-hmm. of course, I'm going to choose the $50,000 budget. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And to be, and the reason why is because I will have to say that, you know, if you're looking to have a medium to larger size wedding, you're going to need the money. And especially, and especially if you want to have more of like the formal sit down, even buffets there, everything is just very um, inflated right now to say the least. So, so yeah, you need as much cash as you can get if you want to have like the traditional formal shebang. I am going to say the $50,000 budget because catering alone, depending on the amount of people, these bigger companies, I mean... I mean, if you are at, let's just say 150, they're already giving you a $30,000, you know, um, catering fee uh, or whatever. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So you already need, it's kind of like, well, if you invite 150 people, 
and mm-hmm. you know, and like thirty thousand. Well, you only got twenty thousand dollars to plan with. And what mm-hmm. kind of life is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> you ain't got no flowers, none. No flowers. <laughs> but you know, flowers gonna be about ten thousand by itself. Oh I mean, my goodness! Probably, um, probably more, more than, than that. Yeah. So yeah, so definitely fifty thousand. I mean, more if you you know if you got it but definitely fifty thousand. okay see mm-hmm. first round that was easy i would agree fifty thousand because i feel like you you just got more to kind of play around with right so okay would you prefer to splurge on the bar or would you prefer to splurge on your dress so just think like the same amount of money you would is you put it towards the bar you put it towards the dress so my goodness now that is a hard one right there i will say this much don't judge me i'm gonna put more towards the bar i had a feeling that's where this was headed (laughs) i'm gonna put more towards the bar because number one i think i can find i i mean at least from my own personal experience i found a really beautiful dress now granted i mean for some people this may have been a splurge but it was about three grand including the alterations okay now that bar though i would love to have like a mixologist there i mean making the amazing drinks or whatnot because it's an experience for everybody you know it's an experience for everybody so i would definitely splurge on the bar for sure make it like a speakeasy type of situation i like it Okay. Tani about to say dress, but say it. (laughs) (laughs) Tania, which one would you pick? I cannot stand you. I'm like, I don't even know. Say this. I think I spent more on the bar than I did on my dress. And I got two dresses. Okay. Yeah, so. So what are you going to (laughs) pick? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I will say my dress now, but does it have to be the dress? Like, can it be like the whole like hair, nails, you know, shoes, dress, you know, like yeah, what is no, it, it, was, it was a dress, right? It was. This isn't even real. Okay, that's okay. On. No, that's okay. The dress, honestly, I will say this much: the dress is very important too. Mm-hmm. It's very important. You want to feel good and what you're walking down the island exactly i mean this question was really more about if you had extra money are you going to put it towards yourself or your guests that that's really what that question is i know but you know i'm always like thinking with others and so i know know, so but this is the one day to think about yourself Okay, I will choose myself. I'm you gonna already choose have. myself. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't change the answer you just gave us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm doing too much today. I'm sorry. That's fine. I too would pick myself because y'all gonna get whatever drink I give you. <laughs> but my photos have to live on. <laughs> they're not taking oh, pictures of the it. bar, but they're taking pictures of me. <laughs> She said her pictures have to live on. I know that's right. I, I mean, know that's right. I mean, you know, like you, Tania, I feel like I think about others a lot, but yeah, not today. What's that TikTok? <laughs> I gotta choose myself. I gotta, right. uh, <laughs> I gotta put me first. Yeah, I gotta put me first, <laughs> Lucius. <laughs> that's right. I know that's right. Okay. Okay. So third round, 
Would you prefer to manage your budget yourself or would you prefer that your planner manages your budget? Ooh, well, (laughs) oh man, I feel like this is almost a biased question. I would manage it myself, but that's because I'm in finance. But, you know, if I... If I was not like a numbers geek, then I would totally have my wedding planner manage it. But for me, I would I would manage it myself. I'm managing everything myself, child. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> don't tell me what I'm about to spend. On. <laughs> 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 like, for example, in the beginning, my wedding planner kept saying, you all need to lower your guest count. You all need to lower your guest count. And we were like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to manage things myself. All right. <laughs> in theory, I would let the planner manage my budget, but in real life, that's a no. lie. Right. <laughs> I'm too type A. So <laughs> I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a be all up and through there. Maybe we mm-hmm. co-manage it. Like you update it for me, but I'm in here. I don't know. No, no, you would do it, Ashley. You would make your own spreadsheet. Basically. (laughs) And everything. So yeah, that's a lie. So you'll just manage it yourself. At least I'm not Mm -hmm. pretending like I would. That's not what I would do. (laughs) But you know what? A lot of people, a lot of people like to manage their own budget. That can either be a good thing or a bad thing. It really just depends. It really depends. Mm -hmm. Depends on the goals. (laughs) right and i guess how like dedicated and strict you can be because if you just let it all happen then then budget who budget where okay final round (laughs) would you prefer now this requires a little listening skills gotta Uh end on a bang (laughs) would you prefer to go over budget by five thousand dollars but because you chose the in-house caterer, you get a $1,000 discount on your venue. Or would you prefer to stay under budget by $2,000, but then you regret not selecting the makeup artist you really wanted after seeing your face on your wedding day? But Ashley, though, why do you have to bring it there, though? I mean, this is that one was for Tania. I was like, you know what? This whole this or that was real easy. Ooh, let's give a little spice. Well, well, this one's easy for me, but you know, but it's not my turn. So (laughs) I can't even repeat what choice number one was, but that's what it's going to be. Okay. Because my face has got to be looking bomb. All right. It has that. This is where I choose self. All right. This is where I'm going to choose self. Because my face has got to be looking on point. Absolutely. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Tania? The same. Because I'm not going to look crazy. This is a need. This is not a want. This is a need. Necessity. <laughs> Necessity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Option number one. All right. I agree. Because what we're not going to have are Nike eyebrows on our wedding day. <laughs> That is exactly just not what's happening here. Because again, the photos, the photos will live on and your face will show up in all of this. So that was fun. But Ashley, not the Nike eyebrows, though. You know exactly which eyebrows I'm talking about, though, when I say it. I do. And I feel you on it. (laughs) No one's trying to have it. 
no no <laughs> we do not want these like dramatic you taught yourself makeup on youtube eyebrows <laughs> i mean it's okay like some people some people are good at what they learn on youtube some people are not if you take it out it's fine whatever all right i'm not taking that out that's fine <laughs> Because I said what I said. Anywho. <laughs> Let's start talking about these budgets because the girls don't know how to make them. Don't, they don't know how to keep them up. But you know what? Part of this is our fault. Part of this is just a lack of education on cost and pricing and expectations and that's why we're talking to you that's why we need our you need your help because there's so much the cost of everything that the budget the wedding budget is like the spine to the wedding (laughs) because like most things don't exist without it and i mean i know there are people that are like you know we didn't have a budget we were just kind of going with the flow that's a luxury that's a privilege yeah (laughs) not everybody can do that and like tania was saying and even myself the price i thought my budget would be to start in the real life of it all at the end of the day two completely different price points um So hopefully this discussion will help someone who is in their planning um, stages early enough to make some realistic, you know, decisions and just have a better understanding moving forward. So Tania, I hand it off to you. Well, thank you. All right. So how do you start to make a budget if you don't know how much anything costs? Oh my goodness. Excellent question. So Okay, my approach to budgeting is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be against the grain, I think, for some, okay? You know, at the end of the day, I want to just preface this. It's the foundation of your wedding planning experience. And yes, it's going to be a, a very uncomfortable conversation because weddings can be very, very expensive especially if you're not careful. So I typically tell folks to number one, sit down and figure out who, (laughs) who is paying for this big day. Okay. Is it the couple? Is it the parents? Is it the rich aunt? Who is it? You know what I mean? It could be a combination of all three. It could be a combination of all two, but I think it's really important to figure out who is paying. That's number one. And honestly, I typically tell um, couples not to even focus on cost up front. Okay. Like how much things are costing. Don't Google anything. All right. Figure out who is paying for what, and then figure out how much money are they contributing? If it's just the couple that's paying for the wedding, because a lot of couples are paying for their own weddings these days. A lot of parents are not contributing, okay? They're like, hey, listen, we paid for your college. We're not paying for your wedding, right? So you need to really look at how much money is in the bank between both individuals. And also, I would suggest not exhausting everything in the bank either, because you want to have a little bit of money after the wedding, 
right? So, you know, really figure out how much money you can spend on this wedding without exhausting your whole entire life savings. And then what I recommend doing after that, when you figure out, you know, who's paying for the wedding, how much money is being contributed. And I'm talking about the Benjamins. I'm talking about cash. I'm not talking about, you know, charging things to credit cards or whatnot, because, you know, I want people to not go broke, over a wedding. I don't want people going into debt over a wedding. So it's money that you can literally put into a bank account. I would recommend, you know, opening up a separate account or like if you have a bank where you can kind of divvy out um, different accounts and like list it as like the wedding account, I would recommend doing that and keep yourself on a very, very, very strict budget. So Yep. That's where I would start. Also, so when you have the number, when you have the figure as far as how much money you're you're actually able to spend on this wedding, then it's time to, you know, start Googling. And I'm not talking about Googling for, you know, what you want to spend this money for. I'm talking about Googling for an actual like budget calculator. You can use a budget calculator. You can use a budget spreadsheet, but you need something that is going to break down that top number into a more specific budget per category, right? Um, I know that Wedding Wire, I, I know that they have a budget calculator out there, whatever, Zola may have it too. It doesn't matter, but you just need to take that top line number and break it down into more specific categories and then go from there. That's really good. And, you know, hopefully you take this advice, but then go to the right calculator because there are right. some calculators that are based on weddings that were 10 years ago. <laughs> we are no longer there. So that's make correct. sure you go to the right calculator. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. But I will say, I will, <laughs> I will say this much. Even if you do go to the wrong calculator, there is another additional step that I do recommend that people do. But we can kind of get to that a little bit later on. But it's about priorities. Like what is important to the couple. I think it's not only what's important to the couple, but what's important to the individuals. Okay. Like, you know, I think that each individual should have like one, at least one category that they prioritize right in their wedding plan ex experience. And then, you know, the other categories they can decide on, on a couple basis. I totally agree with that. So is there anything you would say is okay to put on a credit card? Just, <laughs> just want to get that out there because somebody, somebody may, may uh -oh. ask. Okay, so yes, okay. but you need to pay. You need to have the funds to pay the credit card off. I think that's the problem. Mm. You know, a lot of people start charging credit cards. They start charging credit cards, right? Mm -hmm. And they have a humongous bill that they cannot pay that they are accruing interest on at the end of the day, and that's not helpful. Right. It's not helpful unless you get like a 18 month interest free credit card. Those exist. But, at, you know, if you're going to accrue anything on a credit card, I would highly recommend paying that thing off, you know, at the end of the month, whenever the whenever the the bill is due, you need to have that money in your bank account to pay it off. If you are following the not going into debt, you know, path. So yeah, I would highly recommend having that money aside for sure to pay it off. Gotcha. Thank you. So what costs are frequently not accounted for? 
so many things. <laughs> so, so many things. All right. So I think that this is a, this is a popular one, tasting fees. So when a lot of people are going out here and they're trying to book a caterer, they're trying to book, you know, a cake, they're thinking they're going to walk in here, walk into the, the tasting and it's completely free. And that is not necessarily the case. You know, I mean, a lot of these people have to stay in business, right? So they're going to potentially charge you some, some tastings are complimentary, but you know, they're going to charge you for their time. Right. So, I mean, tasting fees is definitely one of them. Another main one is down payments for the venue and for booking some of the vendors. I don't think a lot of people think about how much it's going to actually cost to book the venue and the vendors up front. A lot of venues and a lot of vendors ask for a fee just to book them, you know? I think venues typically charge maybe 50% up front just to book the venue. You have to have that money ready to go. You have to have that money to ready to go. So I don't think a lot of people think about that. I don't think people think a lot about um, tipping at the end of the event. They don't think about tips. Also, a lot of people don't think about emergency items. I remember I planned a wedding years ago, okay? <laughs> And the, the bride and the groom ran out of liquor, okay? So I had to have someone run out <laughs> and get some more bottles of vodka, you know? But that was not something that was accounted for. So it's just like emergency items or whatnot. Another wedding that I had, the uncle, his suit did not get there on time. So, you know, someone had to go out and buy him a new suit, the day before the wedding. You know, there's just a lot of different emergency items that could come up. Um, I don't think a lot of people take into account the expenses that will be incurred on a bachelor and a bachelorette party. I know that some people do separate those types of expenses, but, you know, if you're on a tight budget, that's something to really think about. You know, a lot of people are doing a lot of these extravagant bachelor, bachelorette parties. They're going to to Loom, they're going, you know, to Rome, wherever, you know? <laughs> and I mean, this stuff is expensive. I mean, what happened to the old days where, you know, you just... <laughs> they're gone, gone. Right. <laughs> Went to somebody's house, who knows? <laughs> That's I mean, life. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was it? <laughs> Laura, I'm sorry. Our mamas didn't have bachelorette trips and all. Oh, well, of yeah, that. that is true. That is true. They, they didn't do all the, or they went out the night before. You know, the same city where the wedding was. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's just gotten crazy town. So I mean, yeah, that's something that people aren't accounting for. <laughs> Another thing that people do not account for. I mean, this is. This is something small, but I don't think people think how expensive it could be. Postage, postage Ooh, for yes. the dates, your invitations, and those thank you cards. Okay, that stuff gets a little pricey. It's but you know, it's something so small, but it adds up, you know. Um <laughs> another thing is transportation. 
Transportation, okay, so I will caveat this with saying that transportation is not necessarily a problem in major metropolitan cities, but I have a lot of clients that are getting married in the freaking boondocks, okay, and ain't no Uber driver coming out there to pick them up, okay, so, you know, you got to think about transportation because you don't, especially if you're serving alcohol at your event, you don't want your guests driving out to back out to their lodging space on these windy roads after, you know, after your wedding, right? So you don't want that. Gifts for the bridal party. Gifts for the bridal party is something else that people do not take into consideration. And another, another main thing that I don't know if people take it into consideration because I don't think they know how much it costs. Alterations, alterations for the actual dress. That stuff gets expensive. If you don't know anything about alterations, I know for my wedding, I had no freaking clue how much alterations were. They were very expensive for my dress. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I think you hit everything, to be honest. Um, a lot of those items that you mentioned uh, especially especially mm-hmm. that postage. And these days, I mean, even that is getting expensive. They don't raise the prices. I completely agree. I never knew postage was that expensive, but it is, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. Especially when you can't just forever stamp it. You gotta get a two or three ounce stamp. <laughs> but anywho. Or or if you're sending it international. Oh yeah, you did, you did run into some of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because you had to find somewhere to actually be able to mail it out. I still want the USPS. It's a special stamp well, for that. Okay. All right. So how frequently should we update our budget? <laughs> well, I would say Okay. Now this is very type A. I would honestly say every single time you make a purchase, if you are really truly, you know, serious about tracking your expenses, I think every single time that you make a purchase, you need to be tracking that thing. But let's just talk about reality. Okay. Cause we know that life gets busy probably, and that's probably not going to happen. I would designate a day a week, right? Pick a day, And just sit down with your wedding budget, okay? Grab your coffee, grab your want, whatever it is, okay? And sit down and update your wedding budget. That that is what I would highly suggest that you do. Once a week at least, because more than likely, you're going to be out the next week making another purchase. And you certainly need to know where you stand before you do that. So that's what I would highly suggest you do. Great advice. How can couples save for their wedding? Ooh, there are so, I feel like there's so many different hacks. There's so many different hacks. Okay. But I would say that, you know, number one, it comes down to mindset. Okay. None of, none of these little options or hacks are going to work unless your mindset is right. Okay. It comes down to having the mindset of flexibility. All right. How flexible are you with your wedding day? A lot of people. Okay girls, guys, whomever, they've been dreaming about their wedding day since, I don't know, the day of the day that we were all children. Okay. When reality hits and that day comes, you still have those, you know, ideas in mind, possibly, possibly they've changed a little bit. Social media yet again 
is not helping. All right. But I mean, you are surrounded by all of these like beautiful weddings. You're seeing them all the time. You have this like princess dream that was in the back of your head when you were a child, whatever. So again, it's about, it's about mindset and it's about flexibility. So when you are in the right mindset, then what I would suggest that clients or couples um, focus on would be the biggest expenses. First one is that wedding venue. All right. That wedding venue is very, very expensive. So a few suggestions when it comes to selecting your wedding venue would be getting married in an off season. Okay. Winter weddings are actually gorgeous. You know what I mean? And if you want to have, if you want to have a summer wedding, August, August is typically an off month, but stick, stay away, stay away from the spring and stay away from the fall. Okay. Because the fall is now, you know, oh my goodness, it is fall. I think is the new summer. Fall is Mm -hmm. the new summer. So, you know, I would stay away from those dates, but as long as you're open to getting married, in an off season, you can definitely save some money. I also tell couples to really look into what is a, I guess, a state or a city owned historic property. There are a lot of different venues that are owned by that city and you can get a pretty good, you know, discounted rate or whatnot on booking those types of venues. And some of them are absolutely gorgeous. So I tell, you know, I tell a lot of couples to look, um, to look there. Another option is booking Verbo or Airbnb, rent a private home. Okay. And then another option would be to rent like a, um, like an art gallery space or um, a co-working space. Uh, If you like beer, now the wineries or whatnot, the wineries, if you find like a, um, a small winery that is just starting off, this actually may be a good um, route to take, but like find a brewery, find a winery, find a distillery. The only thing that you are going to have to focus on there is potentially buying some of their liquor, but we'll get there in a minute. All right. But again, some of these, some of these venue spaces are really good options. They're beautiful and typically they're somewhat inexpensive. So I would definitely, I would definitely start there. And something else I would highly recommend when it comes to venues is finding one that will allow you to bring in your own food and your own alcohol. Okay. Because that is going to save you a lot of money. If the venue is all inclusive, you need to make sure you are looking very closely at those prices. And I would highly recommend doing some, you know, Googling and, you know, figure out how much, you know, caterers are charging. Say for instance, if you did go with an outside caterer, find out how much the alcohol is going to charge and do a cross comparison before booking anything, you know, just spend some time doing that because it's going to save you a whole lot of money at the end of the day. Um, Some other areas that I would um, recommend looking at would be catering. So catering, catering is a tough one. Okay. Catering is a very tough one. And again, I think 
this kind of comes down to mindset. I know a lot of people like the sit down dinners, um, filet mignon, all that great stuff. Okay. But (laughs) But if you're really looking to save some money, then I think it is time to think about fun food. Okay. Fun, cheap food that your guests will remember. Okay. Tania, Ashley, I don't know about you, but one of the funnest weddings that I went to was serving barbecue. Okay. They were not serving no filet mignon. They were not serving no dried chicken. Okay. They weren't serving none of that. They were serving some barbecue. I wanted barbecue, but it was like, how are people going to eat barbecue in their nice dresses? And I was like, I don't know. It was forks. Like, that's not my problem. Oh, man. I have barbecue. Yes, they had barbecue and craft beer. Okay. I was in freaking heaven. All right. So, I mean, you know, just thinking about cheap and expensive food like tacos, Italian. And you're right. It's messy. It's messy. But hey, provide some bibs. I don't know. Like, I mean, there are so many. There are so many like different cute solutions to this. Tacos, pizza, barbecue. I mean, you freaking name it faux. I don't know. I had a I had a bride that was thinking about some faux. I'm like, oh my God, I've never (laughs) I haven't never done that before, but let's let's make it happen. But I don't think people think about how fun that stuff can be. And the food is divine. Okay. It is so good. I think what people remember from your wedding is how much fun they had and the food and the food. Okay. And a lot of these expensive caters, the food is gorgeous. It's plated well, but it is not that great. It is not that great. Okay. So definitely think that that's something to think about. Um, If you're not a fan of the fun foods, you know, hey, listen, look into having a restaurant cater your wedding, okay? Sometimes the restaurants are actually a little bit cheaper than some of the um, actual, like, people that are advertising as, like, a standalone caterer, right? They don't have a restaurant or whatnot. They are just standalone caterers. So, you know, that's definitely something to think about. Um, another thing to think about is just having like a short cocktail reception, like have some like high end hors d'oeuvres or whatnot, shorten the time and keep it moving. I'm sorry, this kind of goes back to my other example. I mean, it wasn't until like what a decade ago when we started having all these, well, maybe it was longer than a decade. The point is, is this people back in the day were not having these lavish events okay they were not having these lavish weddings they had some they had some cucumber sandwiches at the church hall all right now we (laughs) not the the cucumber sandwiches I don't know how I swear. Oh my gosh. With the little white bread and it's all yes. cut. <laughs> yes. Okay. I don't know how we got here. All right. But <laughs> you can have a very nice upscale, okay, cocktail reception. All right. And have them craft drinks that I'm talking about. All right. And just do something like that. Another option is a brunch reception. <laughs> Brunch receptions are super cute. And also um, the food is not as expensive. So something something to think about. Um, alcohol. Alcohol is a big thing. Just make sure that you can purchase your own. I think that that's where you're going to save a lot of money there. Okay. Alcohol. 
purchase your own. Do not purchase from the vent, like the caterer, any of that stuff. I promise you, you know, they're going to charge you more. So don't do that. Um, last but or not least, have a dry bar. Oh, <laughs> you <could. laughs> girl, you know, they can't have no dry bar. You don't want I'm folks sorry. talking about that. Hello there. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting you, but but you could save some money there. <laughs> no, not the cash bar. People gonna be looking at you oh, all sorts of ways. My goodness. Girl, no, she no, looked sure. cute, but she made me pay for my own drink. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry all right <laughs> well, that is so funny though um that is an option that is an option and trust me it will save you a whole lot of money but your guest may leave early because that is what happened for a few weddings that decided to go dry and i'm gonna leave it there all right so <laughs> we got let, listen photography that's my last thing Photography is so expensive, okay? But it's so, so important. It is so important. Who who wants bad photography, okay? This is capturing. These are your, these are your memories, right? So you need a good photographer there. But, but I would say that there are several hacks around this. This is when it's time to start perusing social media, okay? Start perusing the gram. All right. See who's up and coming out there who see who is trying to, you know, expand their portfolio. It is time to start looking at up and coming photographers because they will probably be much, much lower than some of these um, other photographers out here. Identify what your style is, because I know you guys know that there's so many different photography styles out here. Identify your style and then just, you know, just look at the Instagram and also, you know, get some recommendations from people. I think that that's super helpful as well. Um, and see, you know, who's, see who's done a good job um, with, you know, with your friends, with your family's weddings or whatnot and, and kind of go from there. But, oh my goodness, photography can get so expensive if you're, not, if you're not careful. Also, if you don't want to find someone who is up and coming, find a photographer that is willing to charge an hourly rate. Okay, so ask the photographer if they are willing to charge an hourly rate so you can control how many hours you want that photographer to be there for. Because a lot of photographers have, okay, we got these packages up here. You know, I'm going to give you eight hours. I'm going to give you 10 hours. I'm going to give you 12 hours. Pure examples. Okay, but I don't think a lot of people are asking do you have an hourly rate? Can I make a custom photography package? You know, a lot of people are in business to be in business. And I feel like photographers that are in business to be in business, they will work with you on that if they are business-like, all right? So that is one main thing that I highly recommend that a lot of clients do. So you can kind of control how many hours the photographer is there. And when you're able to control how many hours um, the photographer is there, I think it behooves the couple to make sure that they have a good timeline together for their wedding. So you can kind of fit all of the like essential photos into the hours that you book and, and call it a day. A lot of clients have their photographers there all night. Okay. And it's just not even necessary. Right. So get all of that cake cutting, get all that first dance stuff out of the way early. 
Okay, and get the and get the photographer out of there. I think that that's the way that you can save lots and lots of money on photography. But yeah, but that that's essential. That's essentially it. Floral is another thing, but I'm going to get into the floral, my floral spiel in a minute. But those are those are the areas that you know. I definitely think that you could hack very easily. When you were talking about or asking the photographer if you could pay by the hour, mm-hmm. I was like. Hmm, that wouldn't work here in Atlanta. I mean, maybe where you helping your clients, girl, but in in Atlanta, child, they were straight, bold face, tell you three fifty an hour. <laughs> bold yeah, they, oh yeah, you're right. They probably would bold jack up the face. price. Yeah. It's gonna cost more to go hour. <laughs> and then and they would, and they would, and they would, and that's okay. And that's mm-hmm. okay. But, you know, again, you are in control. You are in control as far as like how many hours they are there. So, I mean, hey, they want to hike it up to like 350 because they think they're being slick. No problem. Okay. I'm going to come back and be slick too. (laughs) You know, and (laughs) uh, these are the amount of hours that I want you there. Right. So, and I think that if you plan accordingly, as far as, you know, the shots that you absolutely want and the amount of time that they absolutely need to be there for you you will be able to fit it into however many hours you booked i would say that on average i would recommend people have a photographer there for about six to eight hours or whatnot so again you know if if the photographer that you're absolutely wanting to book is you know hiking up the price then i think it's time to go to the gram and see who else is out there you know what i mean um and and call it a day but photography doesn't have to be ridiculous i think photography has gotten very extreme with the prices and i know some photographer is probably going to be coming looking for me here real soon but they uh, will And I'm a stickler. I'm a such a stickler for good photography, but I do think that, you know, photography has gotten a little extreme with the prices at this point. You were absolutely correct. Big extreme. Um, (laughs) Yes. What vendors cost more than what we assume? So like, of course we go into wedding planning, not knowing anything or not knowing a lot. So we underestimate how much certain vendors actually cost. Which vendors are those? (laughs) Sure. Well, let's start off with the photography. Okay. That's definitely one of them. All right. And I think catering is another one. I know people think that they're going to, (laughs) I know people know that they're going to pay something. But when that first invoice hits, or not invoice, but like the estimate, I know when I'm like sending clients estimates, they're like, what on earth? I had no idea it was going to cost this much. And it's, you know, it's just that sticker shock. I think another one is the florist. (laughs) The florist. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't think a lot of people are ready for that either. I mean, Florists have florists are expensive. I mean, and a lot of people again, social media is not helping here. But when you go out and Google, when you go out to you know Facebook, uh, Pinterest. Oh my goodness, Pinterest, Pinterest, Pinterest is definitely not good. <laughs> but Pinterest, Instagram, you're seeing all of these lavish floral installments. 
Okay. I don't think that people know what it is until they get that quote. It's like, this is an installment. And usually when you're talking about an installment, there's a minimum as far as how much, how much, you know, you're, you got to spend with those folks in order to even have them come out and do anything for your wedding. So floors can be super expensive. Absolutely. It's, it's never going to be cheap. But also to touch on the floor topic, you know, a lot of them, they won't work with faux flowers. And so, right. you know, right. so if you, if you seek a florist, you, mm-hmm. I'm like, you actually have to ask them, okay, do you work with a mixture of faux and real flowers? And if right. they say no, and if you're not prepared for the price, then, you know, you may have to move on to the next person. I know that's right. Um, yeah. I know that's so, right. Honestly, you have to be prepared to pay for real flowers. They are beautiful, but be prepared. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Something else I, that I want to put out here, I just thought about this, um, that I don't believe people think about when it comes to the cost of something are event rentals. You know, just general event rentals. I think people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to rent some chairs. And then they start going down a rabbit hole. They're like, oh, I want ghost chairs. Well, those ghost chairs are about $14 a pop, all right, per chair. (laughs) They're like, oh, is this for 10? No, this is for one. So I think, you know, I don't think that a lot of people, yeah, they're completely oblivious to how much things are costing for sure. You're right, because my my event designer um, was like, oh, we can get these chairs. They're beautiful. I love this company because, you know, a lot of um, a lot of vendors like to work with certain companies just because they do great work and they've tried other companies and they have, you know, for whatever reason, you know, like have failed them. Well, my event designer was like, well, I only order from this company and I can't remember the price, but let's just say the, the chairs were like $9, $10 a chair. And my husband was like, absolutely not. We will find our own. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, that's what generally We'll find our happens. own chairs. And guess what? We found our own chair. <laughs> good for you. No, good for you. Good for you. And I, I mean, I will say this much. So with the Vinless, we don't have any um, preferred vendors, but yeah, I, I, some, you know, some wedding planners definitely work with a preferred list, but that can, to your point, that can kind of burn you a bit because that stuff can get expensive. It can get really, really expensive. So it can, you know, but sometimes there's a reason why it's expensive just because they keep up with their items, you know, um, you know, there's definitely some horror stories where, you know, the chairs will come and they'll look crazy they're not clean Mm -hmm. properly Mm -hmm. or the rental company will be late to an event and all this other stuff but thankfully that didn't happen to us our our rental company was amazing but that has happened to other people so definitely beware (laughs) I completely agree I completely agree I you know and it's funny because I say I don't have a preferred list Comma, however, you're right. I do usually encourage, highly <laughs> encourage. <laughs> I would highly recommend that you book this person because you're right. I mean, there has been some horrific stories out here. St- yeah, 
it's just not good. Yeah, I, I totally understand why people work with folks that they trust because, yeah, they know that they're going to come, you know, 100% to the wedding day. And it's important. It's important. And it takes a lot of stress off of the wedding planner at the end of the day. And oh, off yeah. Oh, yeah. And off oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. But still I get be reasonable, it. y'all. But still be reasonable. Right, right, right. You know. It you know. is expensive out here I, in these streets. Yeah, you may not get the ghost chair, but you can get a little Shivari chair. And then yes, you be, can. And it looks Ain't nothing wrong with a little Shivari chair now. No, no man. Man. You had a cute Shivari chair. I love me a good gold yeah. Shivari chair, girl. Yes. I love that. Shivari or even like the bistro chair. I, I like the little bistro chairs too. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we had the bistro chair option. <laughs> Hold up, I was looking up the bistro yeah, chair. I need okay, to see that's that. cute. That's yeah. cute. Okay, okay. I know what yeah, you're talking like about. Yeah, white, like the little white bistro chair. Yeah, there's all kinds of options out mm-hmm. there. There's all there's all kinds of options. You got that rustic. What is it? The rustic. Um, I don't even know what it's called. Like the we, rustic wooden. That's what we had. Those that's are pretty. What our venue had. Oh, those are cute. The little bistro chair. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> they need to start adding those to the rentals. Hello. They're, good. they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Hello? Yeah, they're super cute. It, it, it's very, uh, it's very European. It's very yeah. European. Mm. It kind of gives it a different feel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, we going off, you know, we going <laughs> off topic. Now I'm looking at them gold chairs with the <laughs> circle back. <laughs> I love it. I, lo- I know it now. Those are gorgeous. That's the glam chair. That's the glam Ooh. chair. Yes, anybody had a, anybody paying that much? Well, there's anybody someone know. paying it because it's all You're over right. Instagram. Girl. Somebody, somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I do all like right. bistro chairs. Anyway, okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's see. So, how do we make sure we save some money for after the wedding is over? Mm-hmm. Good question. Again, um, all right. So again, it comes down to mindset. I think. I think that, again, when you start off your wedding journey, and and if you're not trying to be in debt, then I think you're going to be okay. I also think that it's important to have the mindset before you even get engaged of savings, like the the importance behind saving your money, right? I, I think as long as you have the mindset of, okay, you know, savings is important to me, all right? And I want to make sure that I don't go broke or into debt you know, over this big day, then I think you're going to be okay. But even for folks that may not necessarily have the savings mindset up front and, you know, they get into this wedding day and they're like, wait a minute. Okay. When it's usually happens when people book the venue, they're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm looking at my budget and it is really depleting very quickly here. So, you know, if, if people start to switch their mindset and they come up with a game plan or whatnot, um, I think that they're going to be okay. Again, I would recommend not exhausting your whole entire life savings on your wedding. That is the primary thing. If you don't exhaust everything, you're going to have some money left over, right? You're going to have some money left over. Another way, another way to save money after your wedding is only asking for monetary gifts, Okay monetary gifts. So I think, you know, Hey, listen, well, I mean, why not? Why not? So ask for monetary gifts and call it a day. Um, also when it comes to, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know the schedule of people like schedule of people's paychecks. Okay. Bi-weekly, monthly, whatever. All right. Make sure that you're not utilizing that whole entire paycheck on paying for expenses for your wedding. All right. Make sure that you budget just a little bit, even if it's like 20 bucks. Okay. Make sure that you're getting in the habit of saving money towards another cause towards married life towards, you know, something aside from the wedding, you know, just get into the habit of it, put as much as you possibly can in, you know, that savings account and take it out of your, you know, take it out of your monthly paycheck. So, um, those are definitely some ways that I would suggest, uh, (laughs) saving some money so you can have a little nice nest egg after, after you get married. That's good advice. How can we determine what is worth splurging on versus what is not worth mm-hmm. splurging? On? Yeah, no, that's 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 good. Um, no, I think it really comes down to again the couple um, and the individuals, and just kind of figuring out, you know, what the priorities are. You know, what's important to each individual, and then what's important to the couple, right? So just kind of listing those out. But there are a few things that I do encourage people not not to spend too much money on. Because number one, I think that there's a lot of alternative, you know, beautiful, I think there's a lot of beautiful alternatives, should I say. Um, And also, I think a lot of the stuff, unfortunately, I use, I use the trash can as my, as my guide, unfortunately, anything that may be going into the trash can at the end of the night or, you know, later on in the years is something that you may want to reconsider spending a whole bunch of money on. Right. So that list would include stationary. Okay. A lot of people, again, People are spending all this money on calligraphy, you know, calligraphy, these embossed invitations. I mean, <laughs> come on. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, there are so many. <laughs> you just hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> I know I did. I know I did. But at the, at the end of the day, you can have that. But figure out, figure out a more affordable way to get it. You know what I mean? Figure out a more affordable way to get it. That's all I'm saying, because I'm telling you what calligraphy, you're going to spend several thousands of dollars on that potentially, depending on how many guests you have. And you really need to sit back and look like a few months later, not even a freaking year, a few months later, where is that calligraphy calligraphy going it's going in the trash can that's where it's gonna go (laughs) so i just you know tell people to take that into consideration right um something else to think about i'm okay the florist they're gonna come for me too okay now i do think that um you i think you should hire a florist especially for your own um floral arrangement or whatnot for your um bouquet i think it's essential i think it's super important but mm-hmm. i do think that you don't need these elaborate floral arrangements years ago i planned a wedding planned several weddings as a matter of fact where the flowers have gone to the trash i mean cuz they had all of these different flowers and it's like, you know, at the night, at, you know, at the end of the night, right. guests have left 
And the florist is like, well, they're going in the trash store. You can take them or I'm going to take them. That's it. Right. The bridesmaids don't care. They don't take them. No, they don't. They don't. So, you know, at the end of the day, you have to think to yourself, is it worth spending like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on flowers? It is up to the couple, but I think it's just something, something to really think about, you know? Um, and there's so many different alternatives, you know, that aren't flowers. I highly recommend people spending a little bit more on finding a gorgeous venue space, okay, where you don't even need a lot of flowers, right? You don't need a lot of decor because the venue space itself is absolutely gorgeous. So um, that's that's definitely something. Another thing, inexpensive cake. An expensive mm. cake. I know I'm about to hurt somebody's feelings again. An expensive <laughs> cake with the fondant, the royal icing. We got those, what, those painted gold pearls. I mean, again, you know, this stuff is very, very expensive. Thousands of dollars. Okay. And I think that there are ways to have what you want, but scaled down. And I highly encourage people to get what they want, but they need to be smart about how they're going to get it. You can have, you can have the pearls on the wedding cake. Okay. But you need to find a baker that's going to do it within your budget. Okay. And you may not have all the, all the tears. Okay. You may not have all of that stuff, but I think it's something to, to really think about because, you know, if the cake is not eaten, where is it going? Where is it going? You know, favors. Oh my goodness. The favors, the favors. I think that people can really scale down on the favors a tad bit. You know, that's another, that's another thing. If anything, I know that, I know that this, you know, all my other options may not be popular, but the favors is definitely something where I think that, you know, people can find some creative hacks or whatnot, as far as to make this category expense go down a little bit. There are some areas that I do encourage people to splurge on though. And that would be photography, of course. Photography. Also, I recommend that people um, splurge on cinematography because I think that that's just another view of your wedding and a day of wedding coordinator. Okay. If your venue does not come with the day of wedding coordinator, you better get one out there. And I would highly recommend that people um, splurge and budget for that, for sure. Great tips. Very great tips. Completely agree about the cinematographer um, and photographer. I feel like that's where we splurged. And the result that we received was well worth it. So um, I agree a thousand percent. But you did hurt someone's feelings. So. I know. I definitely. Know. She did. You know, she did. You, but you, that's fine. You did. But yes, yes. <laughs> All good. You know, if you can't get the calligraphy on the invitations, maybe you can get like. You can. I'm not the little guest book. You can like, you know, um, have them do a poem and, you know, have that be the cover of your guest book or something. Yeah, and also, and also, even if you are going to do the calligraphy, okay, if the calligraphy, again, this is about setting priorities. If the calligraphy is important to you, then get it done. You know what I mean? But just know that something else that is not as important to you 
is going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to move the money. You're going to have to move the money from that category to the stationary category, you know, to compensate for that calligraphy. Hey, if people want calligraphy, I'm all about it. You know, if that is what you've dreamed of, I am all about it. But it's just like, just know this much. Just know where that calligraphy, because this is the truth. This is the, this is the truth at the end of the day. Where is the calligraphy going at the end of the day for the majority of your guests? It is going to go to the trash can. Mama, daddy, whomever, you know, sister, they may keep it. Grandma, they may keep it. But for the remainder of your guest, it may, it may be going to the trash can. I've been seeing some people on TikTok start to say that you should invest more in like digital stationery and just get a few papered effects for the photographer and for like your parents and grandparents and the people that actually care about, you know, like an invitation, you know, the same ones that keep funeral programs. Like, <laughs> they're the only ones that are really holding up. Now I will be honest to me. I got several of your menus downstairs. Don't know how, <laughs> I don't even know whose people these are. <laughs> I think it was just grabbing them. <laughs> <laughs> Funeral. Oh, you know, program, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, but Thank you know you. exactly what people I'm talking about. Oh like, my goodness. There's always the one that's like, can you give me a program? They're the same ones that are holding on to the wedding invitations and the save the dates and the stuff like that years after the fact, or even the menus. Like nobody else cares. So that is a very good point. Wait, did he grab a program too? Oh, we got every, if it, if it was printed and accessible for guests, we have it downstairs. Thank you so much, Ed. I think he was truly getting some of this just in case you didn't have it or just in case. So like, yeah, girl, I got you. That's no, we need to take Ed out because he is an MVP. <laughs> That is funny, but I do, I mean, I do encourage people to get what they want, you know what I mean? But just know that if you're on a budget, if you're really tracking your budget, there is something that is going to have to give. You know, I think where people get in trouble is, oh, you know, I'm going to get my calligraphy, like calligraphy invitations, and I'm going to get my huge fondant you know, cake or whatnot with the pearls. Okay, quick hack on the cake though. Ask the baker for a faux cake. That's how you can save some serious money. All right, and get what you want and get what you want. And then, you know, have a few of the layers actually like that are actually real that you can cut into. But anyway, um, but get what you want, but just know that another category is gonna have to sacrifice. Uh, because, yeah, if you start getting everything you want, then, I mean, you're over budget very, very quickly. Good point. All right. Last two for the road. So <laughs> is there a simple rule of thumb for wedding budget costs, price per person or mm -hmm. like anything mm -hmm. that helps people kind of like rationalize how much everything is? Mm. Well, no, now that is a, that is a very good question. So I would say when it comes to price per person, I would probably utilize that in the space of, you know, catering, catering and 
alcohol. But as far as like a rule of thumb is concerned, I would say, you know, just really hone in on what's important to you. You know, what's important to the couple, okay? And, you know, at the end of the day, keep the budget in mind, all right? And do not let anyone else deter you from that because I know a lot of family members, friends or whatnot, they can get in your ear <laughs> and, and you know, and you can get um, derailed very, very quickly. But, you know, just keep, just keep, the couple just needs to keep themselves and their priorities and their budget in mind um, when they go and embark on their wedding planning journey. And don't let anybody stand in the way of it. So to wrap it up, what advice do you have for any couple that's preparing and managing their own wedding budget? Sure. Yep. Um, again, mindset, make sure you're entering into the, the wedding planning journey with the right mindset. If you are going to be on a strict budget, um, when it comes to, um, budgeting, figure out who's paying for everything and what the, what the overarching budget is from the very beginning and stick to it stick to it. A lot of people do not stick to it. Also make sure that, you know, you're finding a really good way to manage your budget. Okay. I know some people they're using, um, the wedding wire tools. Some people are using other different, you know, different calculators. Some people are using the mint app, actually, whatever you, whatever you want to use, just make sure that you're, you're tracking your expenses, tracking your budget dil diligently. And also, again, say, for instance, if you go over in a category, that's okay. But just make sure to pull money from another category into the category that you went over and just, you know, make sure that you're reconciling those expenses a lot. That's where a lot of people... <laughs> that's, that's the step that a lot of people miss is not reconciling, like, Pull like if you're going over, if you're going three thousand over in the venue category, you need to pull three thousand from somewhere else if you're trying to stay on a strict budget. So, yeah, those are my tips. Thank you, Brittany. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, anytime. It was a pleasure being here. This was so much fun. We're so happy that you have given us all this knowledge. We're not going to let you go just yet. We're going to now move into our vendor loves. Yes. And so Brittany, who would you like to shout out this week? For sure. Okay. I am going to shout out JB Elliott photography. Okay. That, that is my shout out. Love him. Okay. I have been working with him for years and he's amazing. His name is Nick Bookham. And also Rachel Schrock photography as well. She is phenomenal. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I am going to shout out a wedding planning company based out of Charlotte. They also service New York and other United States destinations. And they are called Davis Row. I am in love with this website. But Davis Row is a wedding planning company that is created by an amazing creative director named Allison Davis, who went to NYU, so she's smart. 
um, and splits her time between New York and Charlotte. So she has attention to detail, which is a very important factor when looking for a vendor. Um, And also she has a team of people, which I think makes it so much easier when you're, you know, looking for a planner. I think having someone that has a team, especially if you're having a larger wedding or a wedding that has many details kind of outside the norm. That's kind of my take. But anywho, Davis Rowe, please consider them, especially if you are in Charlotte or New York and you are looking for a planner. Who do you want to shout out this week, Tania? Yeah, so this week I'm shouting out a florist. Her name is Valerie. This is a Black-owned company. And she's located in North Carolina, but she does travel. Her business is named Expressions underscore Floral Designs. Um, If you are in need of a florist, go ahead and search Valerie at Expressions. And that's spelled with X-P-R-E-S-S-I-O-N-S floral designs.com and of course you can find her on instagram as well and i'm pretty sure she's on every other social media platform but definitely look her up you will not be disappointed so Brittany, where can people find you if they want to know more if they want to retain your services or just you know be all up in your business (laughs) Hello, there is nothing wrong with that. Okay. You can find me at www.thevenless.com or you can just, you know, type in the Venless to, you know, any social media platform you want and you can find me there. Yes. I look forward to hearing from everybody. Perfect. Keep thank doing you, big yeah. things over there, ladies. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. yes. And thanks so much for having me on. If you ever wanted to find anyone that has ever been shouted out on this show and all 300 plus wedding vendors that have been shouted out, which is a wild to even think of, but you will be able to find them on find.huidu.com. So if you don't remember what we said, or you're listening to an episode later and you want to look that person up, or maybe you don't remember how to spell their name or what have you, you can always go there and easily find them. So just a little mental note. But Tania, where can people find us? You can find us on whoido.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Belsori on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you again. We'll be back. See y'all next week. <laughs>